Hello, everyone, and welcome to, to the Soaring Eagles of Freedom podcast. <laughs> also known as the Profane Argument podcast for Tuesday, October 2nd, 2018. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Dougie One Nut. <laughs> I mean, oh, Jared. <laughs> wow, that was unexpected. This is Ian. <laughs> well, if you watched Saturday Night Live, Ian, you would have gotten the Dougie All One right. Nut reference. All right, I'll get there. Maybe Thursday I'll make some time for myself. All right, on this podcast, uh, we will be talking about news and politics, giving our opinions from a secular point of view. If you would like to join our conversation, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanearg, and post your thoughts or a link you'd like us to take a look at. And uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, we are on Patreon. Uh, you can go to our webpage, profaneargument.com, or Patreon slash ProfaneArg, and you can become a patron of the show and directly support the podcast. If you have the money to spare, we would appreciate it. There are now tiers. I made some different tiers, starting at $1 and going all the way up to, I think, $20. Whoa. And what do you get? Uh, and, and I'm setting it up. <laughs> it's in the process. I'm trying to, to I, I have a, a ticket open, actually, with Patreon, because uh, I'm not sure that it's working correctly. But you will be able to listen to us live and chat with us while we are recording and have uh, feedback. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and all you have to do is sign up and become a patron of the show, and you will have access to that. So, um, hopefully it will be working as soon as next week. And if you are able to, we generally re we record around 9 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday evenings. So if you're interested, sign up and we'll see how that works. Now, if we get enough money, can yeah. I get a mug? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I want a profane argument mug. Okay. I, th I think that's entirely doable. Uh, so this week on the show, we will be talking about... Uh, there's a biblical contradiction that I want to talk about. And uh, on the Facebook page, Dustin brought up uh, veteran benefits, and I wanted to talk about an article he posted. But first, everybody's talking about it, so I figured, yeah, we probably should as well. Kavanaugh and the hearing. We knew that it was coming last time. We talked about it a little bit, but now... The hearing with Professor Ford and Judge Kavanaugh happened, and there's just so much. But I thought we would hit the highlights, at least. So starting with the fact that if you're looking at a hearing, right, and everybody's saying that, well, they only brought in her and him, so it's going to be a he said, she said proposition, who are you going to believe? How about we start with, let's just ignore Ford's testimony for right now. Let's just start with Kavanaugh. He's the one applying for the job, and he clearly lied on several occasions, multiple occasions. Quite a bit. And his classmates, a couple of his classmates came out and said, yeah, he definitely lied under oath. Hmm. So there are people to completely support the fact that he lied under oath. And did you hear that he likes beer? Yeah, oh my God. Did you hear that Trump has a problem with that? Yeah. Well, he doesn't drink. Right. Because I think his brother was an alcoholic. Mm. I, that was great when he was like, I was a little shocked by how much he said he liked beer. <laughs> oh, is that, uh, is that what, how Fred died? His Fred Jr. Was it? I'm not, I don't know which one. Okay. I don't know if he even had more than one. Yeah, he's got, I think he's got two other brothers and a sister or something like that. But... Yeah, sister's a professor somewhere. I don't but... remember the other brother. I have heard that Trump is completely 
does not drink, has never done any drugs. Oh, I don't believe that. Oh, I do. Uh, I believe yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, n- no, I think he's probably uh, hit the cocaine a, a significant amount. I, I don't see him as that type of person. Mm-mm. You don't? No. no. Hmm. Eh, maybe not. Could be part of his problem. That's why he's so angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, cocaine kind of supports that overpowering personality type, so. I don't know, if you make a conscious effort not to drink because you saw somebody, you know, go south, because I seriously doubt you would try, you know, hardcore drugs. Hmm. But he did, you know, come of age in the 70s, so. He also huh. eats steak with ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> I completely believe that he is a teetotaler. That I don't have any misgivings about that. I did, yeah, I mean, he did grow up in that time period, but. In Manhattan, you know, nonetheless. I mean, and having money. He, I'm sure he had access to the cocaine, but I don't believe. Okay. I wouldn't doubt that he bought it for other people. Blackmail material, material if nothing else, yeah. <laughs> or just whatever hooker oh. he was hanging out with. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So apart from his classmates saying that he lied, we know specifically he lied on the stupidest things. In his yearbook, he made references to boofing. And he lied under oath about what that is. I learned all kinds of new words this week. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> the Devil's Triangle. I had that is no not a drinking idea game. what that was nope. until this. If you look it up on uh, Urban Dictionary now, you will see that it is, well, you'll see the description. And then you'll see, unless you're Brett Kavanaugh, in which case it's some sort of drinking game which never actually existed. <laughs> <laughs> or you can't explain because you made it up. <laughs> right. Uh, has also, any, wait, before you move on off a of devil's triangle, yeah. has anybody else ever heard that term before? No. No, no I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't follow through on any of these things, unless it's, unless it's a three-way with two dudes and one chick. It is. I've called it, the, 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 it just calls it the devil's three-way. I've never heard it called a triangle. Like, <laughs> you're already talking about something glued. There's no reason to obfuscate it any further. <laughs> well, I think uh, it's when the two guys high five, it forms the triangle. Oh, I thought that was London Bridges, but <laughs> I I'm sure there's getting... a lot of names for it, right? But I'd spoken to other people, and they said, "Oh, I absolutely have heard the Devil's Triangle." Yeah, I've never played the I... Devil's Triangle, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be getting that board game on uh, <laughs> GoFundMe later. <laughs> now, well, now I'm here. I guess I better look up boofing. <laughs> <laughs> I assume boofing was just banging, right? No. no. Oh, it's not. No. Uh, Kavanaugh says it refers to farts or flatulence. N- nobody thinks that. So, boofing, which again, this is a word that I had no idea about, but apparently it is a very specific uh, type of anal insertion. Whoa. Whoa. Where you that's... insert uh, uh, beer. You drink beer in a different way. What? Oh. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I'm sending my kids to Georgetown Prep. They're going to have fun. <laughs> So a senator specifically asked him about this. And by the way, the senator had had a staff member look this up. He knew what this was. This is why he asked about it. And yeah, Kavanaugh lied about it. But he, so, okay, so he lied about silly things. Maybe you're just going to disregard that. He still lied under oath to the United States Senate. That's a felony. But okay, maybe you don't care. He also lied in the fact that uh, he, he told the committee under oath that the first time he had ever heard of Deborah Ramirez's allegation was in the uh, New Yorker article. He said he'd never heard of it before, mm-hmm. except that MSNBC News has put up text messages that Kavanaugh and his legal team were communicating about 
the allegation before the article was released. So he had been texting about it with his legal team way before that article. So he specifically lied about when he knew something. And and he lied to Congress. Does Trump have a nominee in any position that doesn't have an active legal team with them at all times? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think everybody's loyaled up in the White House. Oh, smokes. But, you know, he lied prior to this, too. And it's yep. in the confirmation stuff. True. About way bigger shit. Like, not what Ralphing means because he's, you know, he claimed he has a weak stomach and he was throwing up because of Mexican food. Yeah. Not because of his degenerate drinking in the <laughs> 80s. He is the classic 80s bully. Yeah. He really is. But that doesn't matter, right? <laughs> well, his yeah. his behavior while testifying was the, the perfect example of that entitled self-important thinks that he's he's put in his time he's due this is this is his this this belongs to him and we're trying to take it away from him yeah he's completely entitled and thinks that you know he has earned this he even said as much at the hearing Mm -hmm. he said that i earned this it wasn't given to me i'm (laughs) sorry but the federalist society has may have something to say about that (laughs) You're, you're on their list which means they picked you years ago and they've been grooming you maybe they've also been brainwashing you yeah well, sure. Well, didn't you see the interview with the guy from the Federalist Society who was like, hey, any one of them will do. Yeah. Right. Any one of the 25 we put on the list, doesn't matter which one. Which, again, goes back to Ian's question, why this guy? Yeah, I don't That's know. That's the question everybody is asking, though. Like, Why did you let is, it go this far? Yeah. Like, he, I mean, listen, the lying is one thing. I mean, I might have been more apt to believe him if when they asked him and, he, and they said, what's Ralphing? He's like, look, it was the 80s. I was 17. <laughs> Right. And I drank a lot of beer and I threw up. All right. right. That's like, an honest answer. That's right. an honest answer. You know, or, you know, what is the devil's trying? He'll be like, well, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's trying to characterize himself as, as a saint. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. It's, a, it's tough, but. If he had gone with, I was 17, I was, you know, braggadocious and I never did it, but it sounded really cool. So I put it in my yearbook. And okay. That's what the thi- the people I talk to don't seem to understand. They're like. Who cares what he did when he was 17? I'm like, mm. well, besides the attempted rape, I'm <laughs> right. like, That's, I don't really care. It's the I lying agree. about it that bothers me. You're right. It's, other than Ford's accusation, which is the scary one, so we can't look past it, I, I, I understand that. It's, yes, it's the federal judge lying under oath that is the problem. I mean. And being indignant when you question him. Not to excuse the behavior, but I am also not going to hold anybody's feet to their fire for something that they did when they were 17, eight years, 18 years old. You know, if you search down my friends, you'd be hard-pressed to find a party where I didn't whip my dick out. <laughs> <laughs> like, now I'm not trying to be on the Supreme Court, so I'm probably in the clear. But I'm also not going to, you know, say that he is, you know, comparable to Harvey Weinstein or Bill Cosby because of that accusation. Sure. Well, what about the part where he pushed it into somebody's face? Well, the part. Uh... Yeah, that ride, it rides a line. Yeah, there's a line. I agree. It's grayer. Really, really, the the uh, forcing someone to room, covering their mouth, pinning them down, trying to rip their clothes off. Now, now you're well past the line. Yes. Trying and nobody's to... asking for him to be prosecuted for that. Right. They're just saying you don't get to be a judge on the highest court ever. For right. life. Especially when you lie about it. Yeah. I mean, well, y- y- could he be prosecuted for that? I don't – probably not. The statute of limitations, I think, is long past. 
But so yeah, I, you go ahead, Jared. Well, no, if this is, I, I wanted to transition from the line, but if you got more on the line, I, well, no, I just, I have, a, I have, a, it's an overall question. I feel like you would be the most equipped to answer it because you are one of my only friends who is willing to go toe to toe with people on social media. <laughs> so when social media supporters of Kavanaugh and Trump come at you with things like, well, Bill Clinton was accused of sexual assault and Ted Kennedy and uh, some, I don't know, I had to visit with my parents today, so they said that apparently someone said Cory Booker's also. Mm-hmm. I know Keith Ellison is. He's the the deputy head of the DNC. Okay. Uh, so all these people, they're like, well, what what about all those people? Where are they going with that? Let's say, for I've example. I wanted the same question. Are you saying because uh, nobody because prosecuted they did Bill it, Clinton? Right, <laughs> because, should. yeah, because they did it, it's okay that Kavanaugh has done it? Or because, I'm like... There's no lack of outrage on on either side, I guess, because they're like, well, I didn't hear anything about that. I was like, first of all, Bill Clinton was impeached. Right. Bill Clinton was absolutely impeached. So stop suggesting that he wasn't. He was not found guilty by the Senate. Now. But just before you move off of that, what was what was the impeachment about? It actually uh, wasn't about the sex stuff. It was about about lying. lying. Yes. He chose his words carefully, but not carefully enough. Correct. Um, that, I again, see that argument so I, I guess much, though. I just – I don't think there's a lack of outrage, and I don't think because people on both sides are, you know, potentially guilty of these things that – I don't know. That doesn't negate anything. No. I don't – that's why I, I never understand people I, – I, this has come up in, in different subjects, not just the Kavanaugh. You know, I, I have – you know, friends and associates, and I'll be like, well, you know, Trump's doing some... Pre-. They'll be like, well, other presidents did... I'm like, that's fine that other presidents did that. What does that have to do with what I'm telling you? Right. Like, how does that green light Trump doing it? It's yeah, never I, okay. I can't figure out what the what the angle is with that with that theory is. Is it because... Like, for instance, I heard a lot when, when Trump was locking the kids up in those camps. Well, you know, Barack Obama did that, too. No. So... No. Well, he detained, but he detained parents and children together. Right. 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 Either, if that's fine. His, but no, let me finish, his, though. Uh, yeah, I hear you. Go ahead. So I don't know what they're, what they're saying is because Barack Obama did it, that then you have no right to say anything about Trump doing it. So Trump can do it? Or do you saying, like, if we're going to stop Trump, we should need to go back in time and stop Obama R- from doing right. it? Right. Or are you somehow suggesting that... You know I wasn't outraged then, so I don't have the right to be outraged now? That, I think, is might be 50% of it. And when people would say that thing to me about Barack Obama, I was like, well, I didn't know about that. And I go, and then I'd check and go, well, it's not entirely true. But even if it was true, I would have been mad. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I think putting kids in prison with their parents is one thing. Putting kids in prison and separating from their parents is an entirely different level of evil, in my opinion. What? Especially yeah. since they still have not gotten those kids back to their parents. Right. And right? I, have, I have a sneaking suspicion that they don't know who these kids are in some cases. And <laughs> they not, can't find their parents. It's, it's not sneaking. We just we, – we saw on, on Vice News they were talking about how they never fingerprinted the kids. They never you know, fully identified the kids. They never photographed them. So they have no idea who their parents are. Uh, yeah. Right. Hitler did the same thing. <laughs> you didn't get a receipt when your kid went to the gas chamber. <laughs> that makes it okay that makes yeah. it okay right <laughs> that is that's an intense level of separation like 
Yeah. Letting kids under the age of 13 fly on their own is scary enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the idea of locking them up for an indefinite... Uh, it's all yeah. coming unglued. Mm. <laughs> it's unglued. <laughs> well, so, is it just an attempt to water down the outrage? And is it as simple as that? Oh, it's not so bad. It just muddies the waters. It. it does. It just, you know, and, and again, the, the, the response to that should always be like, well, fine, let's prosecute Obama too. Sure. Or let's yeah. let's drag Bill Clinton out. Go, dig up Teddy Kennedy's g- grave <laughs> and let's prosecute him. Yeah. Go nuts. You know. But so what what I wanted to say too, like besides all the lying, which is fucking awful for a judge and the mm. belligerence that he portrayed towards the yeah. the senators asking him questions like when they would say, "Have you ever been blackout drunk?" and his Have response you? is classic Johnny <laughs> from fucking Karate Kid, "Have you ever been?" <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's a judge, a federal judge saying that. Not answering what, the question posed to him. Yeah. The worst part, I think, might be the partisan, and I'm using air quotes here, judge coming out and whipping out two desert eagles in the beginning of his statement, painted red, white, and blue, and shooting him off the air, and plainly stating that I am a Republican, and I'm going to fuck every Democrat over if I get it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. he plainly made that clear. Yes. He was exceedingly partisan, and he's applying for a job where... That's not supposed to be the case. You're not supposed to be partisan. You're supposed to be a neutral arbiter of the law. Right. That's right. I'm sorry. I said he was supposed to be nonpartisan, and he came out partisan. I re- we wrote yeah. that wrong. Like, that is shocking. Yeah. He said what comes around goes around. <laughs> Revenge for the Clintons. Yeah. He, he said it was. I'm like, wow. Uh, didn't uh, good old Lindsey Graham say some things like that recently, too? He's a little like, off the rails. Yeah. He's totally gone off the rails, and I don't know what's going on with him. Like, I've always he's known auditioning. he's been a... <laughs> Is he? He's auditioning for something on Trump's cabinet. Oh, uh, okay. I, I thought he was going to make a... Well, no, he's already a senator, so he doesn't, he doesn't even make a run here at midterms. Just... Yeah, he was like, oh, well, if this is how confirmation hearings are going to be, you ju- just wait, Democrats. I was like, you're already doing that. Right. You already fucked Merrick Garland. What are you talking about? Well, I think what he is talking about is he is thinking, well, whether he, whether or not he truly believes this, he is suggesting that the accusation from Ford, that all the other accusations are just a Democratic ploy. They're not real. They were just brought to bear because the Democrats knew that they were going to, quote unquote, lose this and he thinks it's just a democratic political ploy to stop Kavanaugh from getting in and if that were the case what he's saying is wait till you try to do something and then I'm going to pay people to say that you molested them as well wow it's projection yeah yeah it is absolute projection that they that the only reason some of them might actually believe this and people I know is because that is something that the other side absolutely would probably do right. so because Lindsey can- Graham yeah, is saying, I disagree with what's going on, and because of how I perceive things, I'm willing to commit crimes in the future. That's the way I heard it. Right. Jeez Louise. The other component of the two is that these are all older white men. These are all men that were born They in, always are. <laughs> born in the 50s. Always is. 50s might be earlier for some of them. Chuck Grassley's freaking ancient. But for them, the society that they grew up in... The type of sexual assault we're talking about in this case was acceptable back then. Sure. And I think mm. that they... What, let, let me let me just say this. Okay. If this was the other way around, and it was the same Senate Judiciary Committee, but Hillary Clinton was president, and she brought Kavanaugh there, 
or say uh, say she brought her own judge in and he had assaults cases like this, they would not have a hard time burying him. Agreed. Oh, the double standard. Agreed. But I, I don't think that for a lot of these these older white senators, I don't think it actually. They don't think that she was sexually assaulted because she wasn't penetrated. It doesn't actually count. It's not as important. It doesn't matter. Right. But I'm I'm hearing what Jared says because I seem to be under the impression that Al Franken is no longer a senator. Yeah, but the GOP didn't kick him out. His own party did. Yeah, but they called on him to be like, like it was the most heinous thing in the world. Yeah. What the hell was I watching when they were talking about Kellyanne Conway? You know how she came out and said she's a victim? Mm. Yeah. Right? She didn't bring that up when Al Franken, you know, got buried. True. It was just on how disgusting he was and, and, you know, and this and that. It's just, I have a feeling that they know that it's bad. They know that he's bad. They know he fucking did it. Yeah. Most likely. They just don't fucking care. No, they don't. They don't, they think it's in the past. It doesn't matter. Boys will be boys. Um, and there there were uh, GOP women, we saw some interview on the television, and this woman who's, I don't know, in her 40s, something like that, is like, yeah, 17-year-old boys, they'll do that, ha, ha, ha. It's like, holy crap. Right, and I don't even think it's that. I, I Even if many of them are, you know, aware of what he did and legitimately disgusted with what he did, they know that he is an investment that will pay dividends in the long run, so it's worth it. Sure. Yeah, which goes back to the same question. You're, there's got to be a guy out there, <laughs> right? Who will also <laughs> yeah. pay dividends in the long run that isn't currently being investigated for well, sexual Like you assault. said, the the guy from the Federalist Society. There are ten other judges that we could pick right now. Right. Yeah. So why are they hanging on so hard to this guy? It's got to be a Trump thing. It's got to be Trump's. Like this is the guy I want because of the, uh, you know, the work that he's done in the past. And, and so, uh, this is the guy I want you to push for. And if you don't push for him, whatever, I'll fucking bury you during your reelection. <laughs> I don't know. Because even yeah. Trump seems to be kind of sliding on him. Yeah. The only but, Although I, then again, you just, we just found out that he was mocking Professor Ford at a rally. So maybe not. Right. I really think that, uh, you know, despite what is all out there, because, again, he is the only person who's been completely unwavering this whole time. I'm pretty sure Mitch McConnell is running the country. Mm. To some like, extent. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's running the whole show because he's like, he has no fear. He's mm. he's the only person who came out and said, no matter what happens, no matter what the FBI finds, I'm going to push Kavanaugh through. Thank you. End of interview. And he but just again, walks off and that's who it. Who can and stop him? How can no you one? stop he's him? He's 100% going to get reelected. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there are a couple articles on Vox that I, I don't think we need to get into, but they kind of or where we're coming from. There's one about uh, the Republicans, how they just, they don't think that it was wrong. And we brought it up before we started the show that there was, there were movies that were out late seventies, early eighties that depicted a, a sexual assault worse than what Kavanaugh is being accused of. For and sure. well, by Ford, it was right. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it was acceptable in these movies. It was funny. The movies were comedies. Look at revenge of the nerds. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He straight up rapes that girl. Yeah. Pretending to be like somebody fully. else, if I remember. Yeah. What's it? Yeah. He just leaves the mask on and she says, hey, you're my boyfriend. And he's like, yeah, believe that. Mm. And then they bang. And I'm like, oh, my God, that is definitely not OK. Yeah. <laughs> Again, in fairness, it was hilarious at the time. <laughs> well, I won't bury the whole movie because of that one scene. But <laughs> Right. No, at the time when I saw that, when that was, you know. Just that released was a bold on home. Move back then. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious back then. I, I watched that movie hundreds of times on HBO and never, never gave it a second thought about <laughs> that some of that stuff might be 
uh, horrifyingly inappropriate. But times have changed. You know, another thing that I find shocking when you're talking about Republicans who just don't care or refuse to believe it, I know some ex-girlfriends that I see posts on Facebook that I know for a fact were raped in the past. One had a, a bulimia problem for years because of this rape and says, eh, that Dr. Ford's a lying cunt. Wow. Yeah, but based on what? I, I don't know. Based on I choose not to believe her. <laughs> Look, if, if you know, if you study anything about tells about people acting a certain way when they lie, mm. she had none of it. She was entirely credible. I don't think there was any sort of invest, you know, like an FBI investigator who really knows how to get the, to the truth. I, I, she was convincing. I I don't think she was lying in any way. Meanwhile, Kavanaugh, it was <laughs> quite clear. It's well documented, actually. <laughs> Did you see that little Vox breakdown of all the questions answered and not answered by the two of them? No, and they have it represented with red lines amongst blue, blue being the answered red that you didn't answer. Dr. Ford has all blue. Kavanaugh has red spread out throughout his whole thing. I mean, every time they asked him, do you think there should be an FBI investigation on the claim that you said you are absolutely fucking innocent? And he would be like, "Uh, uh, well, you know, I'll do, you know, whatever. And they're like, no, do you personally want one? And he would not answer that question. He's a fucking liar. He and he's guilty. (laughs) That is so obvious. But it, it just doesn't matter to them. Even if, you know, the um, let's say Judge came, uh, you know, whatever his name is, Mr. Judge came up and said, yes, that is, her account is exactly right. It's exactly what happened. But we didn't actually touch her skin, so it's okay. They'd go, oh, okay, we're good. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. Send her through. <laughs> Absolutely. The the other article on that I want to reference is, uh, according to a poll, 48% of people who identify themselves as white evangelicals would support Kavanaugh even if... Everything was absolutely true. Their Jesus would be so upset with them. <laughs> I I don't I don't understand. I do, okay. Yeah. Means to an end. It's all he is. But the, the but we come back to the fundamental question though. There are twenty three other judges that are means to an end that will get you exactly the same thing that you want. Why this one? It's all about winning, as far as I can see. Yeah. And their excuse is that it's a scam and it's a setup. That she's a setup. If the FBI comes out with definitive proof set up, mm. wasn't true. But they all seem to forget Neil, Sco- Neil Gorsuch just slid right on through. No yep. problem. Yeah, there was not In a, a lot of stolen argument. fucking seat. Yeah. Fucking morons. Just, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so one of the reasons that a lot of people, before I move on, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of sliding over a little bit off of Kavanaugh. Does anybody have anything else that they wanted to bring up on Kavanaugh? Um, um, yeah. If I went to high school with him, I think I would have hated him. <laughs> sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Based solely on the look of his yearbook picture. Mm. Wait, the okay, I didn't want, <laughs> but yeah, the the self entitled the 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 binge drinking jock douche who got away with everything in high school that I grew up with. He acted exactly like this. Yeah. Oh, I, I like the the most recent thing that came out. It came out you know, yesterday. So he was talked to by the police because he started a bar fight. He wasn't arrested. His buddy was arrested. He wasn't arrested. <laughs> It was after a UB40 concert. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> yeah, because he thought he was trying to fight the lead singer of UB40. <laughs> wow. Oh, I don't know. The other thing we didn't talk about was the Renata alumni thing. Mm. Oh, sure. Which, again, clearly a blatant lie, you know, because I- apparently – so if you don't know, all him and a bunch of his friends all put this in their 
clubs as the Renata alumni, which uh, Renata was a girl who was went to the counterpart girl school. Mm-hmm. And uh, when asked about it, which is clearly we've all we fucked her or tried to fuck her or whatever it is, you know, you graduated from the Renata. He claimed that that was just a way to say that we really liked her and she was one of the one of our favorites and included her. Yet when asked, Renata said, "This is the first I've ever fucking heard about it." I'm pissed, <laughs> and I'm pissed because she signed. She was one of those signers saying that he was a good guy, and I believe she retracted it now once she found this out. Oh, a lot of people have retracted their support yeah. for him. So, Ian, you should see all the uh, nice things I've said about you to other people and written down and immortalized that I just haven't told you about because you're such a good friend. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> One day, maybe you'll stumble upon it and be like, oh, there's an Ian shrine in, Dar- in Jared's uh, <laughs> basement that people go to and leave money at? Ooh. <laughs> Great. Now I got to build that. All right, I'm going to slide over to some state news that is related. So one of the things – and. Th- one of the people supporting this specifically said that they are hoping that, that Kavanaugh, when he gets on the bench, will support this. In Alabama, we've talked about many times, the Ten Commandments monument that was removed from the state courthouse, and they are trying to, this is actually going to be on the election, on their ballot in the election, if you live in Alabama, you can vote to put the Ten Commandments back, <laughs> completely overriding the uh, the judge's rulings. Now, of course, this will go back into court, and that's what they're hoping for. Because now that Kavanaugh is uh, likely going to be on the bench, they want to push this through and get it all the way to the Supreme Court where they can rule on it so that the Ten Commandments can be displayed in schools and other public property across the state of Alabama. And of course, they're trying to time it so that um, it goes in front of the Supreme Court by the time their buddy's up there. Exactly. Okay. So there's this one. There are several abortion laws that are... They're holding them back. They're not filing until they know that Kavanaugh is going to be in place. Because some of the other judges, this isn't a seven to two. Some of the or, or you know six to two right now. Some of the other judges are thinking they they are thinking might vote against it because they're actual you know judges are legitimate. They consider the law. Kavanaugh will do whatever he can to back the Christian fundamentalist viewpoint. So well, that's worth having a liar on the Supreme Court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting that put back up. Yeah. Throw it all to the wind. We'll get that. Maybe that's what the answer is. Maybe maybe he is – maybe the other judges are not as partisan and not as willing to not listen to the law, but to go with the you know Christian dominionist views of the world. Maybe that's what maybe. makes him different. I haven't seen enough of the list to really know. So mm. It's funny. I didn't hear that much about his religion with Kavanaugh. More that he's more pro-corporation, pro – conservative pro let trump do what he wants but like not like devout christian i know he claims to be they all do but sure. <laughs> yeah you don't hear too much about it but i've I, i'm trying to find a uh, reference but uh, i don't i don't see it in front of me here but he has made a few comments that maybe not in rulings but he does seem to support that line of thinking a complete christian right mindset well, it- we know that Trump is not a Christian. He's not religious at all. He's, he's his own god. <laughs> but religion is a means to an end. It's a means of controlling people. So And it gets your votes. And it gets your votes. So for, for, for Kavanaugh, it's a means of controlling people. Yeah. Power. Well, maybe once he gets in and he's like, well, I don't need any more votes ever, so I don't need to pretend to believe in this horse shit anymore. <laughs> but, but now he has the power. And now he has the power to wield what he wants and to say what he wants and to control what he wants. Right, but maybe if he uh, hopefully he's lying 
about all this shit, you know, the religious stuff. And he's like, well, I don't need, you know, I'm here for life. Now you can't get me out. Right, so, no, uh, fuck no, the Ten Commandments. <laughs> no, oh, no, it's going to be the complete opposite. Yeah. He's going to be like, remember when I told you all that I believed in precedence and I believed in, in, in the legal system? I was just kidding. I'm, I'm going to overturn all of that. Right. Well, and he's the type of person who wants to overturn. He wants to overturn everything that he can and get his name in history books as, as much as he can. I mean, that totally fits his per- persona. He, he wants oh, to make rulings Give- that are going to be, you know, affect the nation. Right. Give me a glimmer. <laughs> Sorry. Call your congressman. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 without, you know, some of the Republicans turning, I, I don't see how he isn't put in on the, the bench. The, the shaming of Flake in the elevator was a thing, a, a thing of beauty. Yeah. Ho- hopefully it sticks. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, what the fuck is Flake worried about? <laughs> What's that? What is he worried about? Probably when he runs for president in 2020. Mm, I, I think that, that ship sailed. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think, think he has much of a chance. No, but I, I think he's going to run. Hmm. I think he was trying to p- position himself as the moderate. And was stepping down just to stay stay out of the shit show because he's it's so ugly. So he's positioning himself for a run in twenty twenty as the you know the the acceptable Republican. Hmm. Well, vote for Kavanaugh. That'll make sure you're not <laughs> going to get in. Yeah, I don't understand why he was bowing to the pressure, which yeah, I'm sure how, was considerable. How is there pressure? Oh, well, I mean, there was pressure to vote yes on Kavanaugh. Huge amounts like We're of never going to invite you to Fox News when you step down. Well, the, the, <laughs> I'm sure the GOP went to him and said, if you have any intentions of running in the future and you want us to financially support you, you will vote yes. And I guess if you're thinking that he might run for president, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and he is a Republican. Yeah. But he got shamed into at least slowing it down a little bit. Hmm. All right. While we were in Alabama, I thought I would bring this up. Uh, we mentioned Roy Moore last week. And sending out a letter to all of the superintendents across the state saying, you know, here's how you can get prayer back in the schools. The uh, Freedom From Religion Foundation has sent him a letter and his his uh, his lawyers. It outlines, it, des- it describes the errors that uh, Moore had in his interpretation of the law. And it describes his efforts as being treasonous. <laughs> he, of course, responded to the letter. And uh, quoted a verse from the Bible. He didn't, I don't know that he actually referenced the verse, but it was clearly a, uh, a verse of the Bible. And uh, so first, his, his response was, I will not respond to your train of insults. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be like unto him. Which is the quote from the Bible. Sure. So he responded saying, I'm not going to respond. <laughs> but this, I just, I, this, this took me on a tangent. Because this quote always strikes me. Because Proverbs 26, verse 4 is what he quoted. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you yourself will be just like him, is what it says in the New International Version, which is a little bit more understandable. If you answer a fool the way he addresses you, you will sound like a fool yourself. And don't debate idiots, basically. Yeah. Hmm. Follow it up with Proverbs 26, 5. The Hmm. very next statement in the Bible says... Answer a fool according to his folly, or he will be wise in his own eyes. If you don't tell a fool, he's a fool. So don't answer a fool according to his folly, followed by answer a fool according to his folly. <laughs> <laughs> these, these lines are back to back in the Bible. 
and it's it's often brought up as a complete contradiction because it is the argument against it being a contradiction is is that well you have to read the rest of the chapter because it's uh, it says uh, what they summarize is that if you answer a, f- a fool according to his folly, then you are giving in and and you're you're sounding like a fool yourself. But if you don't answer him, maybe he will think himself wise. So you need to answer and and come back at him so that he knows that that he is being foolish. So there, it all explains itself. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you know your, what you're getting into before you argue with somebody. But it, it, I mean, it specifically does. It's a contradictory. It says, yeah. "Don't do it," and then it says, "Do it," and then it provides. Well, you know, you just have to. You just have to think about it. So then, what's the point of it being in the Bible? If you have to think about it and you have to, you know, use your own judgment, why is this in Proverbs? Why is this a directive <laughs> it- from God? Was there anything in there about going to the mall and harassing girls? <laughs> Strangely enough, no. The all-seeing God didn't know about malls. <laughs> Couldn't foresee the future. Weird. So, in any case, that just uh, that that verse annoys me. Roy Moore. Roy Moore got the attention of the Freedom from Religion Foundation, so I'm pretty sure that his efforts are not going to go very far because they're going to be following up with the different schools, any school that tries to follow his advice. So, I just thought it was an interesting follow-up. Moving on, this was on our Facebook page from Dustin. It's on the LGBTQ Nation website. It is the question, as posed by the author, is, is it time to expand the definition of veteran? So I'm going to try and sum this up real quick. The idea is that the author was in line and he saw ahead of him, in in front of him, a medical technician informed the person. Oh, it was at a a veterinarian. Hmm. The, The technician informed the person in front of him that the dog's medication for the bill included a 10% price reduction because he was a military veteran. And the guy thought, well, that's appropriate. But why is it only military veterans that get a discount? What about other people who have defended the country's rights? What about people, say, who were in the UN and fought for the country's peace? And and maybe the the word fought should be in quotes because there are UN peacekeepers, but there are also, you know, just civilians who tried diplomatic measures. Should, Should they be included because they help our country as well? In, in addition, maybe other people, any, maybe it should be anybody who has committed their life to a uh, service to their nation. Should they uh, qualify as being a veteran as well? Well, you know, firefighters who put their lives at risk. Police officers put their lives at risk. I think coal miners put their lives at risk. But they're not defending the country. I'm not sure I understand what this person wants. <laughs> Well, the one thing he says is looking over the history of humanity, uh, it is apparent that tyranny could only be countered through raising of arms. On numerous occasions, however, diplomacy has been successful. At other times, it should be used more extensively than rushing to war. So shouldn't the people who use diplomacy be honored as much as the people who served in the military? Hmm. I'm kind of curious what people... Well, they should be honored, but they're not military veterans. So... Well, I think there's a, there's a you know, fought for your country and put your life on the line for your country. There's the two components. Yeah, I think you can fight for your country in, in the UN and in, you know, UN peacekeeping forces and, th- and diplomatic missions. But I don't think you are 
putting your life on the line to the same extent that somebody that fights in a war does. And, you know, it probably a lot of it started – it does make sense because it probably started around World War II where people – not to say that people going to the military don't put their life on the line now, mm. but in World War II, you really were putting your life on the line and Vietnam too. Mm. And so it was probably more like we're giving you a discount not because you were in the military, but because you really could have fucking died over there. Some of you didn't want to go and were forced to go. You know, now you could go into the military, you know, I don't know how long, you you know, the minimum is that you could spend in the military, get out, and you'll get military discounts as well, right? It doesn't matter what you did. Yeah, as long as you are dis- uh, are honorably discharged, yes. Right. So I'm sure that's where it started, and now this is where we're at, you know. Hmm. Ian, do you have anything to weigh in on this? Um, I am. So I've taken some time to understand. Again, is the discount the honoring that we're discussing? <laughs> like, is that the important thing here? If it is, uh, you know, I'm going to go nuts. Give, give them all discounts. If you are a government employee of any variety and serve this country, you can have a lifetime 10% discount to anywhere that gives discounts to veterans. That sounds okay to me. Uh-oh, we're slipping into Starship <laughs> Troopers here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Like, what? I I don't know. Oh, well, yeah, we Ian makes a good point. Proposing a theory? Are we discussing some sort of outrage? What? <clears throat> what? What are we missing out on now? Like, what? What aren't veterans? Who's being underrepresented, and how can I help them? <laughs> and and you made a good point, though. What are they getting that a guy in the UN who probably might have been honored for something is getting that the the vets aren't? And he's not getting his discount. That's because that seems to be the only thing. Well, it, 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 I mean, these percentage discounts and, you know, you get the, the fancy card if you go um, to Atlantic City, which was a surprise last time we were there. It always strikes me as a kind of a lame attempt to make up for something that should never happen. We should not have to have people going off to war. And it always seems like it's nice, but it, it's it's inadequate to thank people for actually what they potentially put themselves at risk of. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? <laughs> But no, okay. it does not. Please but, try but again. Like to say, like you know, like when a military person dies, especially in the line of duty, mm. that that military branch does their own type of funeral for that person, right? Yeah, you know that whatever the shooting of the guns or whatever the the, the flag and everything like that. But that's because that's how they want to do it. Like, so should we? Are they saying like if like say like Adelaide Stevens, who I'm sure is dead by now, when he died, he should have got like a big send off like that? But like, who pays for that? Who does it? You know, like, again, it all rolls back to that discount that Ian brought up to me. Like, you know, is do they just want a discount? Or do yeah, they I'm, want a- I'm just not sure what we're advocating for here. Yeah. Right. I, I, I am very supportive of someone's willingness to volunteer to serve in the military so that I don't risk getting drafted. That means a lot to me. I don't want to prevent them from from getting anything that they deserve because I I think that takes a you know that's a big a big step. I I think all the programs that are in place should only be improved. I think the VA should be improved. Mm. I think the uh the college fund for active military should be improved and expanded, but I I don't know. I I guess yeah, I I guess I just I was confused by the premise of this topic from from where we launched, sure. I don't know who is feeling shortchanged by not being ranked alongside active, mil- active and former military. So I think but, that the the go ahead. Well, I mean, it's just it's just such a weird thing because 
one, it seems like we're talking like a small slice of people here. And, you know, military veteran, you know, like to expand the word veteran, well, veteran is not just solely used for military. You know, I'm a veteran of the Revolution 1011 with Ian. <laughs> We're both veterans of working there. Sure, you know? but but specifically when people say veteran, it, it comes with the, you know, the idea that you're a military veteran. Right. So military veterans should get their own separate benefits that they get. Right. And if you're a UN veteran or you did something else, I don't know, like, I don't know, maybe you were a doctor and you just uh, weren't in the military and went over there and were saving people or whatever, then I don't know, your hospital should have some kind of memorial (laughs) for you, I guess. Well, maybe, you know, uh, the Civilian Patriots Act, something along those lines. I mean, you might not be in the military, but you as as a civilian have done something that is patriotic and supportive and um, contributed to the country as a whole, and they get the same discount. I so say- I don't uh, I don't know what Dustin's opinion is on this, but I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he has one because he submitted this. But the Doctor Blumenfeld, who's the author here, uh, and again, kind of a strange topic for LGBTQ nation. But I think that where he is coming from is the idea that we we really we honor the military veterans, but we don't really honor people who have done things diplomatically. Mm. And that maybe they should be honored as well in the same way. Here's here's my my take on this. If you're in the military, you go where they tell you to go. You don't sign up for the military and and say, well, I just want to do diplomatic things. If you go to the UN, that's a job. If you're in the military, that's not just a job. The military tells you what your job is and where you're going to go and how you're going to act when you're there. And it is it is your life. For that time. Mm. So to me, that's different. Now, myself, I signed up with, you know, I signed up with a a secure job. I had a job in line. As long as I passed all their tests, I got the job that I asked for. And I had, you know, so I I was more safe because I picked computer programming. So I knew that they weren't sending computers to the front line. Mm. But that being said, if I'd failed the test, that didn't get me out of the military. I would still have been in service and I would have done whatever they said that my job was at that point. So it's it's more of a it's more of a dedication to the service as opposed to well I have a job and I could quit tomorrow if I don't want to do what they're telling me to do. Hmm. So to me that is a different an entirely different level of service to the country. If you if you did serve in the UN, I don't want to disparage that or or in any other diplomatic, you know, meaning. I don't it definitely is something that's beneficial, but to put it on par with military service to me discredits that that military service. And if we are talking about a 10%, Ian, you're right. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Everybody can get a 10% discount, but I think it's a it's a it's also a level of of respect. And it's just Well, that and, you, and your own thing that you're doing should be the one who's honoring you. Like, what are these people? What is this guy asking for? That other people should fall under the military ve- discount? I don't know what it, what they want. Well, I'm not really sure either. I think like, it's like if you're if you're a veteran of the UN and you and you did good work in there, then there should be a UN discount card, and you can go <laughs> present it at McDonald's and go. I don't know what the fuck this is. You know, and then one day someone could lobby and say, hey, McDonald's, you should really take these cards from these U.N. veterans because they did good work, too. Then that's a completely separate thing. And all of these discounts are voluntary by these corporations. They do it because, right. you know, it like it seems to fall them. back into the uh, 
when people talk about the minimum wage hike and they they want to raise it to fifteen dollars, and a, a big argument I hear is a person who flips burgers at McDonald's will make more than an EMT. And I always, whatever that's brought to me, I'm like, well, one, if an EMT is making less than fifteen dollars an hour, go work at McDonald's till they start paying EMTs the proper amount of money. Right, because that's completely underpaid. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Right, but it's just it's just not the same thing. Also. I mean, it's shocking that doctors get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars and EMTs work hourly. To me, that's crazy because mm. they're really saving lives too. You know, so it kind of, but like, it just kind of falls in that same thing. Like, EMTs, okay, you should be fighting for your money too. You know, not, I don't know. Maybe I'm not trying to, I can't make my point properly here, but just go make your own fucking thing. <laughs> So I don't know if that answers uh, Dustin's questions. I'm kind of curious. He can always follow <laughs> up very, on Facebook. <laughs> it was very muddled. I liked it, though. I thought everybody had a good point. I do, now that I've had more time to reflect, I think I understand what he's saying, that the people on the front line shouldn't be the only people getting the recognition. The people that are trying to prevent people from needing to be put on the front line are of equivalent value and are equally important and... Uh, you know, they don't perhaps get the recognition they deserve, hmm. but I don't think that their risk is nearly as great. Right. So, so again, but again, it seems like a small slice of people. Are, yeah. Again, if any of these people are doing what they're doing for recognition, mm -hmm. then fuck them. <laughs> like the what the good work that they're doing should be enough gratification for them. Because I feel like the diplomats and the UN representatives and the people who keep the peace talks alive are far less likely to get blown up by an IED than, say, your average Marine. <laughs> right. Well, also, I mean, is, is it a situation where, like, someone – and I know we keep going back to the UN. But say, like – and again, I don't even know if this is a thing. Like, say there's a person sitting in Langley breaking codes or something for yeah. – you know, and he spent the whole Iraq war. He's like, all I did was I, you know, I learned all these languages and I broke fucking codes and this and that. And when people ask him, he goes, well, yeah, I'm a veteran of the Iraq war. And he is. So maybe that's what they're trying to say. Could be. He's like, I did good work for my country, too. I mean, OK, so but then 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 what? Was it just to say it? But I think Ray's, Ray's argument comes into play then, though, that that person, while they might have been, you know, safely behind the lines. They couldn't go home. They were stuck there. Their life was dictated by the government. Well, it depends. If you're talking about somebody who's a Langley, if, are you talking about someone who's an FBI agent or someone who's in the military? Well, I guess oh, – sure. okay, say so he's in the Pentagon. Maybe Langley wasn't good. He's in okay. the Pentagon right. and he's breaking codes. Right. You know, he gets to go home at night. Sure, right. But he did fight for his country. Sure. And he was doing work for his country. But again, what is this – What what – so say we do expand. Does this guy get the military discount? Is that what <laughs> – like, I don't understand what they want. Yeah, no, I, I think, think that, that – You're a patriot. You did good damn work. Yeah. But I think that's the clean line. That is the, you know, d does – the military makes it an easy decision. If, you, if you're in the military, one of the four branches of government of, – of the military, that's an easily distinction because you don't have freedom for a period of time. You give up your freedom for a period of time to do – work for other people. And that's an easy line in the sand. Was it military or not military? If you start going to the other side of the line, it gets really fuzzy really quickly. Yeah. And how do you decide who's worthy and who's not? It's mm. a good point. All right. I actually spent more, we, we spent more time on that than I <laughs> expected. But in any case, if 
I'm curious if Dustin has a response. He's ex-military. I'm curious what uh, maybe we missed something or, you know, maybe we didn't. Let us know. And if you're a military and you're listening to this, ex-military, active duty, I'm curious what other people's opinions are. Yeah, come to think of it, I shouldn't really have an opinion on this at all. (laughs) Fair. I actively avoid wars, fights, (laughs) intense arguments. (laughs) But you're good at arguing. You should, anyway. Ugh. So I'm going to move on to some state news, local news, Pennsylvania. The state house here has passed a bill to create a two-year window for old child sex abuse lawsuits. This has passed the state house uh, 173 to 21. Who are those 21? I'm curious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this, so the bill, as it has gone to the Senate, uh, they are going, it will be signed, well, it could be signed into law if they approve it. It gets rid of the statute of limitations on sex, child sexual abuse cases, extends the deadline for civil cases against abusers and those supervising them to the age of 50. It's currently set at 30-year-old. Uh, and it creates a two-year window for any past victims to sue their abusers if they are, cur- are currently timed out due to just, you know, statute limitations. Interesting. Yeah, I'm wondering if that will hold up, though. I don't know. Um, something somewhat similar did not. But mm. now, I mean, but that was, uh, I'm trying to find it, but that was a couple years ago, I think, 2000. 15 2000 no just 2017 but now that that report has come out i'm curious if it's going to make a difference and i it did make a difference in the house 173 to 21 yeah that's pretty significant in the in the house i mean in the state house so we'll see what the uh the senate does i'm going to keep an eye on this because i think it's a good thing i think it is uh, and i think that the churches the pennsylvania catholic conference didn't say uh, reading the article they didn't say anything after the house passed the bill, but they did raise concerns last week. The biggest concern was money. Yeah. They said bankruptcy would cripple the ability of a diocese to provide compensation and healing for survivors. Boo-hoo. So you're saying you can't pay out your old victims because then you won't be able to pay out your new victims? <laughs> I... Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm... I thought, I thought, yeah, like uh, friendly atheists. Here's an idea. If you're too worried about compensating rape victims for what priests did in the past, maybe your organization needs to shut down. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm okay with that. Yeah. So if you live in Pennsylvania, call your state representative. Call your state senator, actually. Not representative. This representative has already voted. Call your state senator and tell them to vote for this. Meanwhile... One thing, I put this under world news, but it kind of is world news, but it affects the the United States. Uh, The Trump administration is now going to deny visas to the same-sex partners of diplomats, unless they're married. So if you're a diplomat to the United States, and you have a same-sex partner, and you want to get a visa for that person so they can come and stay with you while you are being a diplomat in the United States, uh, you will not be able to get a visa uh, because it's same sex. You have to be married. <laughs> it's such a bizarre requirement. Seriously. Yeah. I'm requiring this is just own... like, I'm just going to be a dick? <laughs> yeah. The... This is classic Pence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this has got to be. But they're requiring same-sex couples that are already in the United States to get married by the end of the year or leave the country. So they're requiring gay people to get married. That's weird and backwards Wait, for them. But, but they're fucking diplomats. <laughs> they're not citizens of the United States. 
Yeah, but they can take away their visa. Unless they get married. Unless they get married. But why? They're not citizens of the United States. Why do they have to be married? In order to get a visa, they have to be married. That's what they're saying. Uh, this is so stupid. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand in any way, except it, like you said, Pence and probably Stephen Miller's way of saying, screw you if you're homosexual. So, yeah, I don't know what they're going for with this. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't make any sense. You're basically saying, hey, if you're the same, if you have a same sex partner, get married. Wait, doesn't that go against everything else you've been saying? And don't diplomats have diplomatic immunity? Like, <laughs> like the movies the tell The diplomat us they do? might, but yeah. their partner doesn't. Right. Right. Unless so, they but, also but, work at the embassy. Which I would imagine is not the majority of the cases. Probably not. No. So if you're a diplomat and you're stationed here in an embassy in the United States, we want to make sure that if you're gay, you're also lonely? <laughs> Well, it's or going, married. It's going to. I think what they're trying to do is you send the partner back to their country because they don't, they can't get a visa. That's, right. that's going to encourage the diplomat to go away as well because mm. now they can't stay here, you know, without being away from their partner. So we, so we have an issue with gay diplomats. I think you could just take away the second part and just say they have a problem with gay people, and the more that they can um, kick it's out, it's so specific. The like it just, I don't know. It's another I mean, how many place. gay diplomats can there be? <laughs> I can't I, imagine there's many. I don't know. I have no clue, actually. I mean, there aren't that many countries. I mean, there's, what, 100 countries in the world? Something like that? like 179 in the UN, something like that. Oh, is it that many? Okay. 179. So you're talking about 300 people, a little, a little more. How many of them are gay? It's going to be like 30 on a no. statistical average. I find that highly unlikely. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't probably think I'd say high. six at the most. <laughs> All right, so this is targeted probably at somebody. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. This had to be specifically someone who laughed at him. Mm. <laughs> sure. Is the Canadian diplomat gay? Oh well, this is well. This is actually foreign diplomats, and so it wouldn't just be one individual. It, 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 countries don't send one person; they send a a primary diplomat. There's a whole bunch of other people that come with them that are probably also considered diplomats. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. So it could be hundreds and hundreds of people. It could be thousands of people. Oh, okay. Because there are – most countries have more than one embassy. Well, they got one embassy, but they also have their ancillary embassies scattered around the country. It just seems so weird and specific. Like, Yeah. It's like, we can't get them over here, so let's just fuck with some gay diplomats. We can <laughs> get them, right? <laughs> right. Oh, and I remember what the other Stephen Miller thing, too, is he wanted to prevent student visas from Chinese st- students. Oh yeah, just Which period. Is, period. If you're if you're a Chinese student, you can't get a student visa. Right. What? For what? Did he give a reason, or was he just like I'm not even going to bother making one up? <laughs> I, I never so, heard a reason. The article no. that I saw, there was no reason. It was just that's what they were trying to do. Right. And the, collectively, the, you know, the Big Ten universities and, and all the universities around the United States went, <gasps> please don't do that, <laughs> because that's a huge source of revenue for a, a lot of universities in the United States. Yeah. I can't tell. Are we friends with China or do we hate China? <laughs> a little of both. <laughs> oh, okay. Stephen Miller, constantly mm. coming up. All right, I uh, we're running along, so I am going to uh, bring. I skipped a couple of things, but another thing going on in Pennsylvania: the religious religious freedom, the group of religious freedom that the Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Oh yeah, that thing. I'm try- I can't find the actual name of it, but in any case. You know who I'm talking about. They are specific about defending religious freedom rights 
right? But the Catholics, right. there's a Catholic <laughs> sisters, a group of nuns called the Adorers of the Blood of Christ, which... That, mm. What a name. The Adorers <laughs> of the Blood of Christ. They announced this month that they plan to petition the Supreme Court to consider that their religious freedom rights are being violated by the construction of a natural gas pipeline across Pennsylvania. They argue that their faith commits them to believe that God calls humans to treasure land as a gift of beauty and its sustenance that should not be used in an excessive or harmful way. So they are saying that this pipeline would violate their religious beliefs. So they're going to be backed by Sessions Religious Freedom Group, right? No. Or, or no. no. No, as it turns out. It's only the religious freedoms that we want. Right. Yeah. Sorry, ladies. Nice try. Good effort. Yeah. But you're going against corporations. It turns out corporations have um, rights, too, and they're greater than yours. Yeah. If you're a cake baker... Who mm. hates gay people or a school administrator that says that a person's sex is fixed by God at birth. You can discriminate all you want then. They'll back you for that. But if you are a Catholic nun who believes mm. that the, that earth was a gift from God, no, you're, you're not stopping our oil pipeline. That's just, <laughs> <laughs> that's taking your religion a little too far. That's pretty impressive, though couple things I wanted to mention. The federal health officials have canceled a contract for human fetal tissue research last Monday night. They cited moral and ethical considerations. <sighs> so that contract, which pays uh, the advanced bioscience resources in order to obtain uh, uh, basically for stem cell research, it's for fetal tissue research. Uh, that is no longer happening. And the Trump administration has said that they are going to do research and review all fetal tissue research that the government is responsible for. So they're going to try and stop science as far as we can tell um, <laughs> in, in one of the most, you know, progressive uh, scientific fields. Now, this is a continuum. And this is something that Bush did. Uh, this is a, one of those things that goes in waves with whoever's in charge of the government. When the de Democrats get into office, they increase fetal uh, stem cell research, and the Republicans get in and they cut off the funding for it. So this is nothing particularly new. Makes it no less disappointing. Agreed. Yeah. The other science story I have, EPA is going to eliminate the office that advises agency chief on science. So there's a office of the science advisor which is opposed to counsel the EPA administrators on scientific research, specifically regarding health and environmental regulations. They're getting, they're getting rid of that office. Uh, so there won't be anyone advising the head of the EPA about science. <laughs> Not that he was listening anyway. Right. right. <laughs> no. But completely doing away with the office. Mm. Again, not terribly surprising. All those pesky facts were getting in the way. It's just, it's, these are happening behind the scenes, behind the Kavanaugh smokescreen. Right. Well, that's, that's what we were talking about, what Scott was saying at, at lunch, our, our friend Scott, um, was saying that the, the signal to noise ratio is just so high right now. There's all this stuff happening in the, happening in the background that normally we would be outraged about, but there's just so much that, and the, the noise spikes are so high. I mean, the Kavanaugh story is so huge that all this other shit's happening in the background that you just... There's no energy to even look at it. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I find it amusing also that, I mean, we were talking about signal-to-noise ratio. Even if you think of the signal as being what Trump is doing that you might think is good, 
like the new NAFTA agreement, the new agreement, trade agreement with uh, Mexico and Canada. Is it is it a good thing? I don't know. Uh-huh. I didn't really see anything that bad about it. I think his- I heard it was almost exactly the same. They just changed the name. Yeah, his methodology was horrific. Sure. But it might actually have good things in it. I have no idea. <laughs> but you could make the argument, well, he got that accomplished. There's something that Trump did. But the signal to noise. You mm. can't hear that Trump is doing anything like that because of all the crap going on. Right. It's amazing. All right. What is next? Jerry Falwell Jr., oh. who is the <laughs> <laughs> who is the president of Liberty University. Uh, he is commenting on how the Republicans need to stop electing nice guys. There are too many nice Republicans. All the all the congressmen need to be more mean, like Donald Trump. Oh my! Just in case you were wondering where Falwell stood on anything, how Christ-like? Yeah, yeah. Too much, too much being nice from the Republicans. <laughs> oh my! The fuck cares what he says? <laughs> <laughs> I just bring it up when it's. Ridiculously stupid. Well, that's not <laughs> true. Why anybody, but I'm saying, like, why does anybody listen? So what? I'd be bringing him what up all you? the time if that were the case. You run a fucking sham college? <laughs> so does the president. <laughs> You're right. You're right. What the hell was I thinking? Uh, finally, the last thing that I want to put on this is an article from the Christian Post. Uh, evangelical groups spending millions of dollars to try to get people to go out in the midterms. Mm. Part of this money is going to lobbying organizations, but part of it is actually going to churches as well, especially the really large churches, because even though they may be nonprofit, they can still, even if they follow the Johnson Amendment, they can still bring up topics and then say, we're against abortion, we're against whatever, and then give you a list of who's voting and how. So they can't specifically say, we as a church recommend you vote Republican, but they can say, well, here's a list of the people who are anti-abortion and you should definitely vote anti-abortion because you're Christian. The Faith and Freedom, they monitored a voters' database to see which of the people they have interacted with uh, in order to vote, vote voting early. If you haven't voted early, the organization's uh, sending out 28 million digital ads to encourage them to vote in the last week before the election. So they're putting a ton of money into this. And my whole point in bringing this up is go out and vote (laughs) because the Republicans are. Sure. Go to vote.org. You can see if you're registered and you can register to vote there. Exactly. I did it today. Were you registered? Yeah, I just wanted to double check in case <laughs> Pennsylvania was trying to fucking screw me over. Sure. And November. If you have voted, what? if you voted two years ago, check anyway. Yeah. To make sure that you didn't get kicked off. <laughs> I, and I did, and that's why I checked. Right. What was that website again, Jared? Vote.org. Yeah. Okay. There is Very a uh, there's a chance. I mean, there was a big push in several states to clear out the voting logs. Make sure you're registered. Make sure you can vote. And we're not nonprofit, so we can say who to vote for. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's all I've got. Does anybody have anything else? Hey, quick thing I just saw. It, we don't make a conversation of it, but uh, Amazon just raised its minimum wage to $15 an hour. I did not see bad. that. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Yeah, it absolutely is a good thing. Took them a little long, but I'm glad they actually bowed to the pressure eventually. Yeah. <laughs> and it is so easy that I just... Confirm that I am registered to vote. There you so go. That, oh, that's all it tells me. It says I'm registered or not? Yes. 
Yeah. And you're, oh, and you, why not? I'm and the, sure I'm registered to vote. Yeah, and the address that you're registered. Uh, my concern was that I just moved, and I don't know. Double check. Okay. <laughs> I'm still registered. I just want to make sure I can continue to vote at my old polling place, or if Which, something Whatever your happened. license says. Oh, well, I'm good. Yeah. Mm, sure. Yeah, until you get- Yeah, my- my license still has a beard, so I'm I'm set for a while. <laughs> you didn't move that far, so you you probably you might even be in the same voting district. Maybe I'm I'm even I'm closer to a different church now, so I'm just wondering. <laughs> Worth checking when you officially change your um, address. It definitely is because uh, my voting place changed when I moved here, and mm. I did not move very far at all. Like well, yeah, you'd be, five you'd, blocks. Yeah, but you you know you crossed a township line, so. Sure, but it was five blocks. <laughs> Agreed. So, check. Be sure. Be sure you can vote. That's all we've got for this week. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, you can support it by, hey, go to patreon.com and sign up. If you can afford it, throw us a few bucks. Uh, to offset the cost of our servers and web hosting. Uh, you could also leave a review on iTunes or share uh, share the podcast on social media. Did you have something, Jerry? Yeah, I said uh, mugs. Oh, a mugs. A mug. <laughs> Again, if you want to contact us, uh, you can tweet at ProfaneArg, or you can comment on Facebook.com slash ProfaneArg. Uh, if you could check out other podcasts on the soon-to-be-named network, we're a member there. You can check them out at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. whole bunch of different podcasts to fill your podcasting needs. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may your God go with you.